We call it an IG for intergenerational, which means we value, as a church, worshiping with the generations together. We don't just partition everybody into a daycare and, you know, Sunday school class separate all the time. It's very important for us to, to have times where we value worshiping together and learning from each other. The generations learn from one another. I believe what God has to say through kids is very important. And so this gives us that opportunity. And uh, so I want you to include the kids when you break into your small groups in a few minutes and give them an opportunity to share. But what I want to do is share stories of summer. I don't know if your summer was kind of like that. Um, but I want us to reflect and think about um, just highlights, uh, lowlights. Uh, how many know we can encounter God in the lowlights too? And in the pain, uh, in fact, probably especially so. Um, and he's the God of the cross. He's the God of suffering. And he understands our pain. So, you know, sometimes we think, oh, my consolation is only good things that happen in my life. Well, sometimes consolation happens through pain and through uh, difficulties, uh, as I've experienced with the passing of my father, which... I still, I, I'm still grieving. I had a good cry this morning. Something just set me off, and away I went. It's not something you can kind of set a time, a clock to. Uh, so my grieving process was a really real part of this summer. And this is our, our lectionary text this morning. I'd like to read it together. And uh, because of the mic, uh, I'm going to read it from the platform. But let's just follow it together. This is from Hebrews 13. Where the writer says, keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. So let's let this preach. Just let it preach. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Continue to remember those in prison as if you were together with them in prison. And those who are mistreated as if you yourselves... We're suffering. Marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. Because God has said never, as it says in the Amplified, as Joanna pointed out, never, no, never, no, never will I ever, ever, ever leave you. That's kind of the, the Greek tense there. Never, no, never, no, never will I ever abandon you or forsake you or leave you on your own. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. What's a sacrifice of praise? Does anybody know? Versus normal praise. Yeah, it's the praise that comes when it's hard, when it'd be easier to grumble. Verse 16, and do not forget to do good. And to share with others, 
For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. The word of the Lord. So I just want to share a summer highlight because I have to run and go get a homestay student this morning. But I want to share a quick summer highlight. How many remember Leone when she was part of our church? She was one of our homestay students. She, was, she brought a little troop of friends from Templeton School uh, who became part of our church kind of during that six-month season that she was with us. Just such a blessed, beautiful time. And when she left, she and her family were in tears, and they invited us to come, and they wanted to show us some hospitality in Switzerland when we could. And, of course, we got evicted from a house for a month by Gordy Gibosch. Oh, no, that was the last. That was before. Uh, this time it was a renovation, renovation for a month, and we had to move everything out of our house. So we, we realized this was a good time. And so our holiday was kind of in four segments. One was in, in Zurich. Another one was in Crete. Another one was with Marcus's family in Oberdiesbach. And then the last time was with Leone's family, who we didn't know. We didn't know these guys except Leone. We loved Leone. But they wanted us to come and stay with them in their little village about an hour outside of Zurich. And, of course, we, you know, you don't know each other, and you're all a little bit, you know, nervous when you first meet. And, and it was just love at first sight. We just fell in love with these guys. And, and it was just the most incredible week. And they left, they vacated their master bedroom. And the couple, he's a pastor of a great church in, in Switzerland that's just thriving. Uh, let's just say that, they have a lot of technology there that they have some really good tithers. That's all I can say. And, um, and, and uh, they slept in a little, little cubby room, like an office on the floor with a computer, and gave us their master bedroom, bedroom for a week. All right? And they just spoiled us. They loved on us. And... Um, This is us in front of a medieval castle that was built in the 800s or 900s. There's a little moat behind there. It's obviously been renovated a few times. But I wanted to just read, uh, Leone sent me a, a WhatsApp note a few days ago. And her dad preached this sermon. And she said she had tears in her eyes as he spoke these words. And this is what he said. The week before last... We had guests from Canada. Oh, man, I hope I can get through this. <laughs> we had guests from Canada in our house. We have never met them before. We are not proficient in their language, and they have a different cultural background. We were a bit nervous beforehand, reading English books, vacating our room, buying food they loved, Today, we know we've been harboring angels. The conversations with the two were very inspiring, and I was struck by some insights about my ministry as a pastor, like scales from my eyes. I have learned truths about myself and will now also ta tackle some concrete things. And then he finishes with this quote, Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for in this way some angels have lodged in your home without realizing it. So all we can say is 
they were angels to us. And the story isn't finished. This lovely man and his wife, uh, she's a nurse and he's a full-time pastor, uh, needs a sabbatical. And so we've offered our home to them for three months in 2021 from June, July, and August. And they're going to come and just spend time with us during those three months. Well, that kind of thing doesn't happen without the kingdom of God. That's what the kingdom of God's about. It, it just would never happen. So that's my story of summer, is we were all over the place, but I just saw signs of the kingdom wherever I went. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, the same in Zurich, in Crete, in Oberdiesbach, in Vancouver. He's the same. Oh, yeah. They were all amazing angels. This is Simon, uh, Leone's younger brother. This is um, uh, Yannick, her older brother. They're just passionate worshipers and serve. That's me. Uh, Kathleen Leone, and then her mom, uh, uh, Sylvia, and, and Mat Matthias is her father. So. So, your turn. Stories of summer. So what I want you to do is get into groups of three or four, including kids. Take three or four minutes each to share a summer highlight. It could be a trip you took, a movie you watched. Oh, I could tell you lots of those. A book you read could tell you lots of those. An event, a song that meant a lot to you. Sometimes summer, there's just a song. There's, when I look back over my summer, there's songs that define my summer. Uh, a visit, old man, take a look at my life, uh, a visit with someone, an answer to prayer, or something painful or difficult, what happened, what was meaningful to you, how was God with you, and as I said, encourage children to share something special about their summer, so Nate and Kate, I think what we'll do is because of time, if you could call everybody back in about 20 minutes, or does that give us enough time, yeah, Maybe, maybe at 5 to 11. Yeah. And then, and then what I'd like is just in the open group, if you could just, a, we could have a few stories where everybody hears. Like, I know that um, Anna has a, a beautiful story she shared with me on Friday. And give her a chance to share that. And then just lead it into communion. All right? So bless you as you do that. Take the risk. Turn to somebody. If you don't know them, introduce yourself. And uh, take some time and share. Dean, maybe we could have a little bit of pre-recorded music. Soft. Yeah. Okay. Um, if, uh, as Gordy said, if there are a few people that like to share their summer story, um, you can raise your hand, or, and I can come to you with a mic uh, so that everyone can hear. Um, if we could do it into the mic, that'd be great. So, Anna, would you like to go first? Yeah, I can come to you if you'd like to. If you'd like to, yeah, sure. Okay. We've got lots of cord here. So. Yeah, I shared this with Gordy yesterday. Um, most of you know that my, our summer... Uh, my summer, I should say, was 
gamut from everything from broken arm and busted shoulder to vertigo uh, uh, hives, just, just all this. My brother is fighting uh, liver cancer and all this stuff. So, so it hasn't been easy, summer that way. But actually, before it started, it was interesting. Before it started, um, in the just end of spring, this um, our son's father-in-law actually offered us his timeshare in Phoenix. And it's been um, kind of my dream always to see Grand Canyon. And we, because whatever traveling budget we might have, we go to see family in Europe or family in, in uh, Ontario. So we never kind of go these other trips anymore. Anyways, this, here it was. It fell in my lab basically for nothing. He, he just gave it to us, right? And I've, I took it like, you know, that was a gift from God. And, uh, and I had this little thought, which is really weird. I had this little thought, like, I wonder what's coming down the pipe. <laughs> you know? Which is probably not fair, but I did have that just a little tiny thought. But anyway, that was that was amazing. Like we, you know, we could go and do this, but there was a cherry on top, and that was, I love lightning, wild thunderstorms, and we don't get them here. I'm used to them from Europe, from Czech Republic. You get them all summer, and I love it. I can just stand there and watch, you know, the show, right, and. Uh, so we got to Grand Canyon, and about half an hour into, while we were there, about half an hour later, these dark clouds. But guys, that was spectacular. Dark, dark clouds with this white streak in them. And, here, and, and then it started storming. And we are out there in this open, in a shelter, but it was open on both ends. So we could see it, we could hear it. I mean, the the sound from the canyon of the thunder was just incredible. So it was like, I, it just fed my soul. I was just so happy about that. And I, I felt, and then, you know, and then it actually passed and we had good weather. We could walk. We actually hiked part there and all that. And um, what I saw in it was like, like God's, that personal touch of God. Like, I know you. You know, I, I haven't even prayed about Grand Canyon, you know, and, and here, here it is. And then the, actually what did it, the cherry on top was that storm. Because I don't talk about, about it a whole lot or anything. And it's like, I know you. I know you, who you are. And then we, when we were driving from there, actually, uh, it was uh, after dark. And this, you know, the sky was clear, but all around we could see the lightning. And, and I felt like God was surrounding me with this assurance, you know. I know you so well, and I'm so close. You know, you know, we don't even realize. So it was, for me, it was amazing, amazing experience before the, the other storm came. <laughs> Thanks, Anna. Anyone else? Yes, Gloria. I wanted to share this story with you. 
as most of you know, one of my uh, homestay students came to summer camp with us, Gina. I just want to thank you all so much. She said that it was the best time that she'd ever had in her life. She thoroughly enjoyed every second of it. You know, the, the worship, the fires, the canoeing, and just the great friendship and hospitality that you showed her all. I have never been so moved. She was so happy. She said, I don't know how I can ever come back to another one, but I want to come to another one. I want to come to the camp again. I want to come to Canada to the camp. So she is Korean, for those of you who um, don't know her. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Gloria. Oh. Hey, yes, no, sorry. So um, <clears throat> we were just sharing about our summers, and I was saying, well, we've actually, Mark and I had to work most of the summer because we used up our vacation so early to go to Ireland. It was the last two weeks of June and the first weeks of July, and we don't get any more vacations. We've just nonstop been working. But, um, uh, and, and this is a memory that will go to my grave, but... Uh, my best memory of that whole trip was this night at my friend Pippa's house who had arranged for all of my friends, like 14 or 15 of them, to drive up from Belfast, from Dublin to Belfast, Bambridge. And um, we all went out for pizza and Mark minded the kids. And then when we came back, we were all sitting around this table and Denise, who just loves music and is as bad as Gordy Gibosh for puns, like, like I wish to this day that I could put the two of them head to head <laughs> to just like outdo each other with bad, bad puns. Anyway, and um, but she, her, her birthday had been a little before and her gift had been this little Bluetooth speaker. So she had so much fun with it and she kept firing from her phone like she kept... Um, casting songs that she loved onto it and we had to guess the song and guess the title and guess the thing because we all love music so much and um and then mark kind of sheepishly came around a little bit later and went can i come in because it was all women right <laughs> and the kids were in bed and then mark came in and i basically bailed at half one i couldn't cope anymore and um i was done and mark uh because um i really have realized <laughs> that I have become um, uh, somewhat of a lightweight when it comes to drinking wine with my Irish friends. And um, they're just like, I'm on, I was under the table and they were still pouring Prosecco onto glasses. And I'm like, I'm so done. And um, Mark, um, so then they had to turn each of them to do a song that they liked. And so Denise is like, the Eagles and Holland Oats and stuff from the 70s. She just really loves disco, God help her. And all the others are like really old songs. Even I have moved on from those songs, but they were all in the past. And then Mark's like, right, this is the Tragically Hip, and this is the Smashing Pumpkins, and this is Pearl Jam. And, and anyway, it was really a moment. Uh, my husband teaching all these early 50s women what Pearl Jam and Mashing Pumpkins were. <laughs> and the tragically hip who never came outside of Canada. They'd never heard him before. It was a really fun evening. So that's my best memory of the summer. Yep. Thank you, Lynn.
Anyone else? Yeah, I think for me, uh, one of the highlights was, hey, come on, um, was Hornby. We went to Hornby Island um, camping and uh, just chilling out. Um, that was great. We had a nice tent on a, on a winery and uh, which had a pizzeria right there, and uh, it was great on the beach and just reading books and uh, taking a break. And uh, it's important to take a break and to sometimes force yourself to take a break, which I need to do at times. Um, so that was really good rest. Yeah, that yeah, was good. So if there's no one else, uh, or, or would you like to share, Kate, or you're coming up to do communion? Okay, um, we'll transition into communion, and I'm sure where Will and Rick are, but they can start to prepare. They might be at the back there. But. Okay. So, we're going to celebrate communion together. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> we're not sure what we're doing here. Um, oh, there's Will, or Rick, and Will. Excellent. Okay, I'd like to invite Rick and Will up to the front now. Um, they're going to serve us communion today. And I have a few, few thoughts I'd like to share with you as we prepare our hearts. Um, these thoughts are from uh, Carolyn Ahrens, who's a, a recording artist and a, a Regent alum. Great. So she writes, Of all the things Jesus could have asked us to do to help us remember him, eating and drinking are perhaps the most concrete, ordinary, embodied, and, well, elemental. The Lord's table has always been the place I most profoundly celebrate Jesus' sacrifice. But these days, I also approach it in increasing awe of his creativity, empathy, and accessibility. I'm slowly coming to see that in eating the bread and drinking the wine or juice, I'm not only doing something in remembrance of Jesus, but he is doing something active and essential inside me, my heart, mind, soul, and digestive tract. The bread is nourishing every part of me, and the communion cup is offering a blood transfusion, a dose of vital, essential life. I have no idea how it works. I only know that I need it. So the communion table is where we remember Jesus' profound sacrifice for us, but is also the place where we tangibly receive his grace. Perhaps you're struggling to feel connected to God right now. Maybe you're facing some challenges and setbacks physically or mentally, and you're wondering where God is in the midst of it. Maybe you don't feel like that at all. Maybe you feel very connected at this moment. But today, today the invitation to you is, if you can't feel God's grace right now, and even if you can, you can take it and hold it and taste it. Nate's just going to read a scripture for us. 
So First uh, Corinthians eleven twenty three to twenty six says this: For what I received from the Lord, what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, "This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me." In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I'm just going to pray for us. Thank you, God, for these tangible symbols of your body that was broken and your blood that was shed for us. Bless these ordinary earthy elements as we take them together as a family in communion with your people around the world. Amen. So Will and Rick are going to serve, and you're welcome to come to the table uh, down the center aisle, uh, starting with the first rows.